Rochester, the home of the House of Guitars, the Lilac Festival, and Susan B. Anthony. This is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky, and everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring Billy DeTori, Tanya Metris, and myself, Chris Frank. And here is your host, that would be me, Chris Frank. And yay, that's me in stunning Kodachrome. Da-da-da! I just listened to Paul Simon this morning. I love that song. I lo- it's a classic. I know. That's I amazing. Love that song you read too. my mind. All right, so here I am. I am your host. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is the effervescent and vivacious Billy DeTori. Oh, hi. Hello, yeah, Billy you DeTori. You think that he was going to be, but and, no, that's you. And my surly human sidekick, Tanya Metris. Surly? Uh, Remember, I, you, you I, crank, you're not my DM anymore either, lady, so you back the heck off right now. You know what? Everyone is loving the fact that I just sideswiped you with that miserable comment a couple weeks ago on Nerd World News. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wow, uh-huh. you deadpanned that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that was awesome. That, that ranks right up there with the one where we were talking about you know, getting Gene uh, some presents for his help. Oh, yes. And, and, and I'm like, I don't think his wife's going to uh, like, the, like the scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me completely off guard. Yeah. So we have a friend in the studio today. We have a friend. We have uh, somebody, a guest, as it were, a guest of honor. Hello, Mr. Billy Kidd. So excited to nerd out with you guys. I am, we've been wor- working on this for a while now, so to finally get you to sit at the table with us yes. is kind of cool. We have Billy a, Squared today. Yeah, yes. We have I'm, two I'm Billies. A, I'm excited to be sitting next to someone still working in radio. <laughs> I'm We're going to be getting mileage out of that for a while. I'm going to pretend think. I'm not nervous myself, and we'll yeah. just roll along. Oh, there's absolutely oh, no reason to be nervous no in this crew. No reason to be nervous at all. <laughs> I was nervous when we first started recording, and now... Now she hosts. Well, she can do it. I, I don't have anybody to nerd out with. Okay. Like, my family isn't into this. My son was into it until like two years ago. Uh-huh. He didn't go see the last movie with me. Now, how old is he now? He's 15. He's 15? Okay. Which you think would be prime... Prime real estate for this sort Prime of thing. Prime real estate for being a nerd. Yeah. And he was, you know, I was like, hey, I'm going to go see the movie. You want to go? Eh, I'm good. Yeah. Like, you don't want to see how it all wraps up in the end? The, eh, I'm good. My son, step for step, I mean, the new Doctor Who series started in 2005. He was two years old. So he was, by, by no choice of his own, he was sitting Literally in my lap when I would watch it. Indoctrinated. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Nicely done. Um, <laughs> and so he was with me step for step right up until towards the end of the 12th Doctor's run. And he was like, yeah, Dad, no, it's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this one. And I'm like, what, what happened? What happened? Anyway. My heart was only slightly broken. Yeah. It's all right. Honestly. Um, so Billy is with us today because we're going to be doing our uh, a chat about Star Wars. We're going to catch up about the whole mythos. The, the saga has come to an end. We're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. It's been out for a while now, but we're going to say this. Spoilers. Spoilers. That consistent fragrance. <laughs> that the fragrance from Mighty Monkey Corporation. Spoilers. Now available in Dan's gift shop. <laughs> Dan's looking at me like, what? You know, we need to really create a, fr- a fragrance that's spoilers. And it's going to smell like kids at a Comic-Con. Oh, <laughs> no one's going to buy that. No one's going to buy that. No. No, no, no. You never know. There might be a niche market for it. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's no, just no, going to no. smell like deodorant. That's about it. <laughs> What's clean linen? Clean laundry. Clean linen? Clean, clean laundry. laundry. Okay. Yeah, like All that. right. So we're going to go up and down the scale on Star Wars today. Uh, and uh, after that, we're going to have our events, and then after that, we're going to have our question of the week. So it's kind of a par for the course kind of a day, just with a special guest on board today. And I have a sneaky suspicion, Billy, this is probably not going to be the, the only time you ever come and hang out with us. If we can talk Star Wars, I'm in. You're in. It, All any right. other now, fandom? You, yeah, I was going to say, do you have other fandoms? I don't. Really? I d- and, and everybody who thinks really? if you're you, into you Star Wars, you're not into one? Marvel, uh-huh. or you're not into this <laughs> or that, uh-huh. Star Wars is it. I That's literally... It. Live in that universe. Now, um, okay. You, 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 so how, how a, did you find just Star Wars without 
sort of crashing into the other I, Star Treks. And, I checked out Star Trek for a while, uh-huh. um, and it just never... Never clicked? It never clicked with me. Like, I like Picard. Yeah. And did somebody just sigh? Did somebody, oh, I no. thought I heard a... <gasps> um, <laughs> I've only watched the first episode. And, and I, watched, I watched a little bit of that, but my mom always watched the original series. Okay. When I was growing up, it was on, like, Saturdays on Channel 31 or something. And my mom always watched the reruns of that. But that probably got me started. Uh-huh. But Star Wars came out when I was seven. And I was there and just spellbound from day one. So you and I are the same age then? Because I was. Going to be 50. Yep, same here. Yeah. So, all right. So. I was five and wasn't even thought of yet. <laughs> Whatever. We still love you, though. It's all good. <laughs> Kids. I'm only two years younger than you are. I know. So. You're adorable. All right. Thanks. But um, so, yeah, you, you and I are right there. And, and I've told this story on the podcast on several occasions, how when it came out, going back to the theater and seeing a movie in the theater several occasions was just it was not the norm. It was not unheard of, but it was just not the there norm. There was no reason to. Right. And and of course, nobody knew about VHS or, you know, uh, you know, home, Wasn't H- around home box office and stuff like that. But to to say that I saw uh, the original Star Wars in the theaters like 12 or 13 times when it was first out. That's like, you know, that's that badge of honor thing. Yeah. That's where people are like, oh, you really were into it. I said, well, I was seven and didn't know any better. <laughs> and my dad humored the hell out of me. So it was, it worked out really, really well. Um, I was telling him that story over lunch a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, how I've, I've mentioned the fact that he was an enabler in my geekdom. And he just, he just laughed and went back to lunch. You know, it's just, were you guys dungeon and dragons kids? I and- still am. Um, okay. Not until 1992. Yep. I, I got into I was it. 20. You waited a little. Well, yeah. I didn't know. She was a late bloomer. I'm an only child, so and I lived in Avon. Not a lot else going on in Avon. There's a, I, I not a lot excuses. out there. I lived in Avon for a while. There's not a lot going I, on. I, I lived on 5 and 20, just right over the border, coming into Lima. There's really not a lot out there except for farmland. Yay tiny for tiny land shelter. So you ran your own solitaire league. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I read a lot. I was I was a reader and things like that. And then um, in high school, I was a cheerleader, and it just it wasn't until I met my husband um, that I'm like he had books. I'm like, what's this? And he told me what it was, and I'm like, huh? I'm like, it's just like pretend with rules and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, okay, and got into it, and it's now how many years so later? See people. Uh, was it ninety? I'm sorry if I, I screw up your video at all. Was it? Uh, so it was a guy that brought you over to the dork side. Yes. Yes. Totally. The dork side. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been playing on and off since I was 12, and um, her her husband hosts the game every other Sunday, and we're playing today, so we're going to be playing while the Super Bowl is going on. Wow. And That's I'm commitment. A, and I'm a Niners fan, so Committed. I'm going to have it on my phone. <laughs> I'm not DMing. It's I was Evan. actually wondering about that for you, whether you're playing or watching the game or both. Both. Do both. both. You can do both. I'm going to have it on closed caption. I'll have the sound She on. might be easy to beat today. Um, she'll there's be distracted. No, She's actually playing. She's not game mastering anymore. So uh, Yeah, so and there's we, no, like, she could kind of, like, and hide her corner. Uh, by the way, was it the last episode? Uh, I think you called the Super Bowl. Niners Chiefs? Yes. Yeah. Yes. At some yeah. point during that podcast, you called the Super Bowl. Yep. It was kind of a no-brainer when you looked at the, what was... <laughs> yep. Well, the final four is where it was like, oh, no, this is, yeah. this is looking like this is going to go this way. <laughs> so truly, a couple weeks ago, I had my monkey business stuff on, and then I got home and immediately changed into Niner stuff. The same thing's happening today. I do have my Niner colors still on from two weeks ago. So Our, our social media chief, our friend Laura, is She's conflicted a- because she was born and raised in San, San Francisco. Francisco. She started as a 49ers yeah. fan and then evolved into a Chiefs fan. So because of Joe Montana? Both- 
She's loved both teams. So Laura and I are not talking today. <laughs> I've already sent her a message when she thanked me for her recommendation for to get her nails done that we're enemies today, that we'll be fine on Monday, that we're not talking. Wow. We're not I talking don't today. like her today she's laughing. because of whatever. Yeah, she's, she's laughing, laughing hysterically. You. She goes, I'm so conflicted. I know. Poor so, thing. Just it, wear red. That's it. Nondescript I, red. Th- yeah. I know. My socks are red and white. And, and, and as for me, when, when I finally make it to her house, I'll be wearing my, my Boston Red Sox t-shirt. So that's pretty much where my loyalties lie right now. It's red. I'm good. It's, it's close enough. Mm-hmm. Billy, Billy, how you doing over there, man? Me? I'm good. Good. I'm good. Things are good? Things are Things better? Things are, are moving along. Good. You know, it's, I get to sleep late. That's good. Hey. I know. you got to be. This is going to be like changing your worldview on it, things. It really is. You know. Normally on a Sunday, well, mm-hmm. because you guys used to show up about noon right. to record this show in our old studio, mm-hmm. uh, I had a show that was on from 9 till noon, and I didn't get up till almost 8.30 today, and it felt kind of good. I can yeah. tell you. That's, that's probably going to get, you're going to get I used to that I miss doing quick. the show like crazy, though. Oh, I I'm sure. Do, yeah, because you, you were not doing it just for the paycheck. Yeah. You were doing it because you love it. Yeah. And it's definitely not the same, because like... When I'm just flipping through the channels on my radio, mm-hmm. I instead I, of hearing a band no one's ever heard of, you're hearing Pink Floyd and Bon Jovi. No, I'm hearing more commercials, more yeah. advertising, yeah. and, and uh, because I was flipping through my Billy Joel station is gone right now on XM. It's now um, Sirius Thirty. I don't know what it is. So I'm just, I was never serious at thirty. <laughs> you still aren't serious now. I know at forty nine, I'm pretty uh, unserious. So like this morning was all uh-huh. um, tailgate. Um, songs oh, football. for football. It yeah. was it was okay. actually a, quite an interesting, but that was just bebopping through all the channels, and I hit that one station, and it was advertising. I went to something else, and I came back about ten minutes later, advertising. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I could have been listening to music, mm-hmm. but no. Nope. I was home this morning, and and I said, Alexa, play me music Billy Dettori would like. I'm sorry, I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa doesn't know a lot. Alexa, I'm like, you know, you failed me, Alexa. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to jump into the 42 years of history that is that place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It started with a period of civil war. Rebel starships striking from a hidden base had won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. Dun, dun, dun. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star. Ooh. An armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plan that could save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. 42 years later, we're still talking about that first run from a Star Destroyer, and we're talking about how everything unfolded from there. A total of, what, 12 movies now? Because you have the nine Saga movies at Rogue One. Okay, 11. So Rogue One, Solo, and I don't think there's anything else out there yet. I don't I don't acknowledge the holiday special, <laughs> nor, nor will nor I ever. You. <laughs> Nor will I ever. All right, so eleven movies, several well, animated happy life series. day to you. Happy life day to you too. Mm-hmm. Hey, they made a life day reference in the Mandalorian, so that's how I, I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge that. That's I canon. haven't seen it yet. Several comic books, several novelizations, 
uh, a handful of role-playing games, computer games, action figures, play sets, Legos, T-shirts, pajamas, pillowcases, kitchens, tools, the works. You name it. If you name it, it's out there. Jewelry. The Star Wars. Tattoos. Empire. I'm disappointed myself. I do have a few Star Wars t-shirts, shockingly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my, you didn't wear one today? No. I, I have a Watchmen t-shirt on underneath this. <laughs> what I should have wore, though, my favorite Star Wars t-shirt is it's Darth, a big statue of Darth Vader, uh, stormtroopers all around him. It says, stop terrorism, join the Empire. There you go. That's it. <laughs> um, so here I we are. I have one that Darth Vader's walking uh, um, AT-AT. Oh, right. Yeah. The AT-AT is on the leash, the little mm-hmm. tiny one. So here we are, 42 years later, and we're going to talk about Star Wars today. And that's why we brought our, our, our friend and our guest in, Billy. I can't believe it's 42. 42, it's, man. So I'm almost 50. Yes. Ish. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it has been a part of my life since I was mm-hmm. seven years old. Mm-hmm. And every year or two, something new comes out. Or like the comic books will come out. Or a right. new toy would come out. And it's just been such a huge part of my life. Do you really think this was the last? This isn't the end of the movies. No. This is supposedly the end of the this this Skywalker s- saga. The Skywalker saga is over. So now they're going to take the story in different directions. But does that mean Poe's done and Ray's done? Or does that just mean Luke and Leia and Han are done? I, I, well, Luke, well, Leia, and Han are done. For sure. For all the, for all the all obvious dead. reasons. Well, well, yeah, they're, yeah. well, like we said at the beginning of the show, spoiler. You gave that away a long time ago. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, yeah, the, the, the original Golden Trio. Yeah. Uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Wait, no. Um, <laughs> that's the redhead trio. That's it. Uh, the, the original golden trio, had, their characters have all passed on, with one of the actors actually legitimately passing on, passing yep. on our, our, our princess, Carrie. Um, but yeah, there, when, when Disney took over Lucasfilm, there was all the talk about how we're going to be churning them out, we're going to be doing this. And yeah, they've stumbled into some hurdles along the way because they're working on their storytelling. Yeah. I, what did you think of Solo? I loved Solo. I thought it was a great yeah. movie. I think the only issue they had was it was too soon. Yeah. After the last Star Wars movie, it was like six months, and then Solo. There was a little out. franchise fatigue going. Yeah, on, they should have taken. You know, they should have done it a year at a time, or mm-hmm. or, or at least a minimum year. Mm-hmm. I think that was the only negative I had with it. I love the guy that they cast in that I role. I thought he was a good kid because he's got the same kind of swagger. Yeah. That Harrison. Ford he really has. did feel like a young Han Solo. Yeah. He really, I could see it. And um, I mean, they ended that movie where they could have done a whole series off of that mm-hmm. you know darth maul coming back where the last time we all saw him he was cut exactly. in half falling down a hole and, and hey, he's, mysteriously he's back in charge and yeah that's the thing is he actually has a regular presence in the i don't know if you feel followed any of the animated series like yes, rebels and loved rebels rebels was great yeah uh clone wars and rebels so if you follow those you see that not only is it's not a surprise that he's back right uh, you know, but it, and how they play his story all the way out to its eventual. There's a end. whole movie right there. It is. It's, it's a so whole slew of when things. they say they're done with this universe. I, I wonder if that means they're done with all of those characters, and the next movie will be another set of people. I don't think so. I, I hope think. Not. I think. You know what you're going to see is you're going to see offshoots and probably playing on the same theme. I, you know, Daisy Ridley has said she's done with the character, but I don't think so. I think because you, 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 if you set up the importance of the character the way you do at the end of yeah. Rise of Skywalker, then you have to admit that she's going to be cameoing in something down the road. She's going to be popping up in the background. And Disney with a giant pile of money. Yes, they're going to say no to twenty, thirty million dollars to come in and reprise. Seriously, the yeah, go ahead, play your period pieces, Daisy. Go ahead and do your do your <laughs> yeah. mysteries and your thrillers and whatnot. And but here's back. twenty million to come right. back and play Ray for about a uh, half a minute. Yeah. You know, and, and she'll come. 
charming. She's not stupid. She is a very smart girl. She's yeah. hung in there through these these years since Force Awakens came out. So, but what did we think of the movie itself, Rise of Skywalker? How did it tie out the 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 saga? It felt to me. I mean, I enjoyed it. It definitely wasn't my favorite Star Wars flick, but. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was like four or five different movies put all crammed into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were ty- trying to wrap everything up and put a nice little bow on everything. And there was, I mean, there were some goofy moments that I kind of smiled at, like when Chewbacca got the medal. Yes. Like that was a yeah. total nod to all of us uh-huh. Star Wars nerds that have been yes. on the internet going, he got screwed. Yeah. So that yeah. was completely, that there, was for us. There was a ton of fan service yes, in this movie. Absolutely. And, Lots and of little Easter eggs. It could have been two movies easily. I was going to mention that. It mm-hmm. felt like they should have pulled a Harry Potter right. and, and done and a part one, part, part two. two. Yeah. Part nine, yeah. part one. Yeah, exactly. Part nine, part one, part nine. Part, part, you know, episode, episode nine, nine, part two. Episode yeah. nine, Parenthesis A. a. Yeah, yeah. You, they were really, they, they were there doing so that whole. There was so much in there. Yeah. They, were doing the, they were in the series finale trap where you're trying to cram everything, everything. into two and a half hours. And like someone thought, oh, yeah, we, we haven't covered this. We got to right. wrap this up. I mean, the movie has no lulls in it. There's right. no downtime. There, you know, there's like a there's like a thirty second spot where you can run to the bathroom about two thirds of the way through the, the movie. I found that out because you know, so I did. Um, but, but there's me, actually I, a website for that. Yes, yeah. I know. Run <laughs> P, P run, run or some, run something P, like something like that. Something like that. Run But yeah, I mean, they come right out of the gates, blasting away, boom, right the minute, second number one of the of the movie, and it just keeps going full throttle all the way to the end. And so that's cool because that means they're not screwing around. There's not a lot of downtime. There's not a lot of of um, you know lulls lulls in the in the in the thing. There's no way to be bored in it with it. But by the end, two things: you're one, you're worn out. Mm -hmm. You know you've missed something at that stage. And and then two, it's like, but, but, but that's it, you yeah. know. <laughs> you know? There was a little bit of that at the end. Yeah, there was one thing that was missing that I, I thought I read somewhere, and I tried to stay away from the spoilers. But when you live in this world and you follow people on Twitter and stuff, sometimes right. things kind of seep through. So I intentionally didn't go looking for it, but I thought I read. That the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in you know one two and three mm-hmm. I, I forget his name the Hayden, uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden. I heard he was on the set. He was, and I was like, man, if Hayden's on there, he needs to make an appearance. Like he could be the one to save Ben. Uh-huh. Like of all these people, because Darth Vader was a big part of Ben's life, yeah, yeah. Kylo's life, Kylo's you life, know, yeah. with the helmet, and he could have been the one to pull him back. And having him as Anakin would have been like goosebump for me. Oh yeah. I mean, the Han Solo cameo, for starters, when you... No think, idea that was coming. You, you oh, don't yeah. see that one coming a mile away. And, you know, you hear, hey, kid. And you're like, no. I was the guy in the theater who stood up and went, no way! That's me. <laughs> that was me. I was so excited for that. Did not expect that. You know, because, you know, Harrison Ford's been wanting out of this for so Forever. long. To, to finally be free of it after the first of the new movies. Right. And then keep coming, coming back. back. It's like, wait, what? Um, yeah. That would have been the moment for Hayden Christensen, in my opinion. That scene. That would have been the even bigger "what the hell just happened" right. moment if it's him in his Jedi robes, uh-huh. oh, standing awesome. there bringing bringing Ben back from the brink. That would have made that moment <laughs> ten times more intense. I'm sure you guys all had. I mean, you've been around long enough. The VHS versions of the oh, movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, And you know how they changed the ending? He's got it on laserdisc. 
Oh my god. I have it on laser wow. disc, I think, at home. Yeah. So at the end of uh was it Jedi where there's the three force ghosts? Mm-hmm. Yes. And originally it was like old school Darth Vader right, without the helmet and then it yeah. and then the re release on D V D it was Hayden Christensen. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what are you guys what doing? Are you doing? Why George you do Lucas's that? inability to stop screwing with it. <laughs> it's like adding all the extra stormtroopers in when Han Solo comes running around the right. corner. Yeah, he comes like, out of that full hangar. He's like, ah! but when you see the the videos, the side by side, there's all kinds of stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. where they took, you know, pivotal scenes or scenes that were altered a lot, like like Tatooine, where the original movie versus the DVD release. Right. Where there's creatures walking around. When you see it side by side, you're like, okay, if he had that vision back in the 70s, there just wasn't enough technology to do that. Exactly. For stuff like that, I get. Yeah. You know, for adding a little bit of flavor, add a little bit of spice, that's great. You know, like uh, Tanya just mentioned the the scene where they're chasing each other around in the Death Star, and Han turns the corner, and it was just like a couple of guys right. in the original, but now it was like a whole like battalion's hanging yeah. out there. That adds a little bit of a kind of a thing. Yeah. But when you start... Tweaking more things. When you start tweaking... He thinks just to sink for tweaking. Just because you know, it. come on, yeah. let's just say it. Han shot first. What's wrong with that? It, you know, why? So why what? did that have to be changed? He was a scoundrel. Of course, he shot. First. It's gotten worse. Did, have you heard what happened now that uh, New Hope is on Disney Plus? Oh, no. It's it's been tweaked again. <laughs> that scene. No. Oh, Gre- I did hear something when Greedo about gets that. shot. He shouts out this this nonsensical word and then falls over. Yeah. It's. In the original, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know this or have been under a rock for somehow, <laughs> in the in the cantina scene where Greedo, Greedo, Greedo and Han are bantering back and forth, and it looks like Greedo's about to kill Han right where he's sitting, Han shoots him from under the table. Done. Greedo falls forward. It's over. Han gets up. Sorry for the mess. Pays off the bartender. Walks out. That's badass. Okay. Now we are arguing over the fact that there's a lot of extra blaster fire, and it becomes a shootout at the table, right. and it's, it looks ridiculous. But then Han shot second. Now all of a sudden, Greedo shot, so Han has to respond. Now, it, and I'm gonna—I know the word and everything because I've actually watched it. Um, the blaster fire starts up. You see Greedo's arms start coming out from behind the table. Then Han shoots him, and then Greedo yells out, "McClunky!" And sh- <laughs> the hell does that mean? What the? this is a high level of what the fuck (laughs) come on and then he goes face first into the table if George Lucas if we could just put him in a chair and tell him stop for the love of god stop changing it you know that would be my that would be the one thing I'm reading it right now it says what McClunky tells us about Star Wars episode 9 it's like Uh it's it's it was they're saying it's the name of Greedo's childhood sled. It's this. It's, it's a rose, 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 rose bud. Rose. Oh, that's all bad. Okay, that that's would be funny awful. if that were the case. Yes. That, that's so something that's something the Simpsons should do. Yeah. So I mean it's just like it's just a funny sounding word. Okay, so my son we were talking earlier about my son started out being interested in it, probably because I'm interested in it. Uh-huh. And it, the interest is more not. He hasn't even seen the last two movies. Okay. So um but his first introduction to Star Wars was the family guy, uh, Blue Moon. Oh, oh wow. So okay. when, when we yeah, yeah, first yeah. watched Star Wars, after he saw that first, uh-huh. and then saw Star Wars, and was like, wait a minute, that's not how it happened on Family Guy. I'm like, no, no, no this, this happened first. Fa- family Guy's a parody. <laughs> yeah. Hello. This is not what you think it is. <laughs> this is not the film you're thinking of. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and, and I think as we start kind of moving through this conversation, the thing that's... 
you're, you're saying your son kind of like didn't even watch the last two movies. I know my son has not watched the last two either. Um, and I just think of bracing myself when I go to see these movies because I'm trying to fight the fact that my opinion has already been colored for me. And I want to just enjoy the movie. But I have this chorus of voices that the internet has given you. That's of, the problem with the internet. Yeah. It totally I, gets in your head. Yes. That's why I, yeah. and Billy mentioned this, mm-hmm. I try and stay away from opinions, spoilers. And you try to, but, you know. It, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, because you're, be you're not as prevalent as yeah. in social media as others. Yeah, I, I scroll through Facebook. And, yeah. But if I see... Start like if I start to see an opinion, yeah, I'm just scroll, next. yeah. Like I follow that. a lot of the authors. I want to know when the new books are coming out, which mm-hmm. characters are developing, stuff like that. But I don't necessarily want to know the movie before I go to see the movie. Right. But now the internet hate has just. Unbe- I'll I'll throw Rose out there. Yeah. When I first saw the uh, the version that she was in, where she kind of started out as this like kind of goofy character, and then. And then took a prisoner, and then mm-hmm. they sort of, I don't know, was there a love thing there? I don't even know what that was. That was a very strange There's kind a of... weird attraction from her to him, for yeah. sure. Which they could have developed in the last movie, but they didn't. They skipped around they it. They skipped over it. Yeah. But the hate that she got as a human being on the internet was like... It's ridiculous. It's like Jar Jar Binks hate. Yeah. I was, was going to ask, do you think Jar Jar Binks was the initial sort of gateway to people uh, expressing hate on the internet? Can no, you imagine if we so. had the internet we have now when that movie came out? Oh, God. The yeah. hate would have been through the roof. I mean, the, the, the poor actor who was behind Jar Jar, he was, he's talked about on several occasions in interviews that he almost became suicidal because he couldn't handle the fact that people hated, people hated him that much. That he was like, wait, I was just trying to, I was just doing the job. I was just doing what you yeah. know, I was told to do. I'm just trying to bring this character to life. And you know, he's supposed to be fun and lighthearted and, and, and silly. And this was his job. And the resounding just wave of animosity that came his way was just it was horrifying at what point did fans decide it was cooler to not like the things they liked uh, it, the internet as it rose and everybody got an opinion that they could hide behind but i still want if i'm paying for something i want to like it and that's that's a thing and that's a thing there's a practical aspect that a lot of these people just don't care they want their opinion to color your opinion that's what a lot of these guys are all about they're all about you know they're gonna they're gonna hit you with such vehemence that you have to you have to hate it like I do because if you like it then you're wrong, and and uh, I mean, what have I said on several occasions about Star Wars? And this was before Last Jedi even came out. S- Star Wars is not a niche thing. It's not a nerd thing. It's not even a continental thing. Super it's a mainstream. Global. This yeah. is a global cultural consciousness. Yep. There are billions of Star Wars fans. So the ability to make the perfect Star Wars movie no longer exists. Anybody, anybody who says, I'm going to be a director of a Star Wars movie, you are going to fail 40% of the fandom right off the bat just by existing. Because there's going to be people who are like, well, I think this should happen, I think this should happen, I think this should happen. And they don't want to brace themselves for anybody's idea. They've already made their, their mindset that, oh, you're, you're, you're going to take the story this way, that's the wrong way to do it. Therefore, the movie sucks. Have you seen the movie? The movie hasn't even been made yet. Oh, it's going to suck anyway. Because it's they're not following what I want them to follow. I, I don't even get that. I, I want the the artistry of the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I go to them. If I could make the movie, I would. Yeah. I'd be the millionaire. But I'm not. So I'm paying you to entertain me. And that's what I want. 
They're, now, they're, over over the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. I've I've had some extra time, so I've watched a bunch of movies. Not even geek ones, but you may have seen my Facebook post. I like this one. I didn't like this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't like something or voice your opinion when you don't like something. But to actively go out of your way to not like something. Well, a lot of people I, were killing it before yeah. it even came exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a movie yesterday I hated. I didn't want to hate it. I borrowed it from the library for a reason, because I thought it would be entertaining. Which movie was I it? I was wrong. It was a Robert De Niro movie called The Comedian. Okay. And it's, it's just a hugely uh, talented cast and a good director, but the movie was just effing terrible. Okay. And I, I you know, spoke about it on the internet, and that's enough. I, you know, Maybe someone liked it. I wish I'd read the reviews before I borrowed it from the library. Mm-hmm. It didn't cost me anything monetarily, just two hours. That's it. You know, I would have rather watched something else if I did. And I don't feel bad for not liking it, but if I'd liked it, I would have been happier. I think I think the toxicity, that's a word we've used. Yeah, several times. Is is just terrible. There was a, a podcast I used to used to listen to all the time named Nerd of Mouth. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a nerd oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, a comedian by the name of Mike Lawrence uh, put it out with some friends of his, and he stopped doing it after the the Lady Ghostbusters movie just sort of brought that toxicity for it. He goes, "Why am I even doing this podcast?" Mm-hmm. It's, it, he didn't like the anger of the nerd culture. The, he it's thought all it culture. was yeah. It's not even just nerd culture. Yeah. It's, it's a distillate. It's kind of a, a, a microcosm of what we deal with. In everyday everything. life across everything yeah. these days, it's just everybody's everybody just wants to be angry and wants to not like what you're doing if it doesn't agree with what you know. If, and it's okay to not like things, it is. but like it, it really is to be angry at people who might like it mm-hmm. to not like it before you've even seen it is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving back to the story at hand because we're gonna oh, like, yeah. this. This is par for the course for us. We're all over the place. <laughs> uh, you had mentioned Billy. Uh, Billy Kidd. Yes. William. BK. And Billy. <laughs> Billy Billy. There we go. All right. Um, you had mentioned that you liked Rise of Skywalker, but it was not your favorite movie. Which one of the, uh, the 11 is? Ooh. Uh, if you don't see Empire Strikes Back, you're wrong. I was... <laughs> I, you're close. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's really a toss-up between Empire and Jedi. Okay. And... Um, I don't know. There's some 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 things about all of them that I like. There's some things that I, I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that there's a musical number in every movie. <laughs> to me, it's yeah. just so dumb. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Sorry. The teddy bear dance party? The teddy bear dance party. But there's, you know, there's so many things I liked about Jedi and Empire. I mean, from a special effects standpoint... George Lucas changed the whole industry. Oh, absolutely. And, and Without a doubt. I mean, the original Star Wars movie, they didn't know how they were going to do some things after he had received the funding. He had all these storyboards. And then he's like, well, fellas, we need to figure out how to make this ship turn and have the other things follow it in frame with it. So let's let's make that. And they ended up making all these rigs that uh-huh. changed how the entire industry mm-hmm. works. And it's fun for me to go back and watch the movies with that context and and the characters, by the time they got to Empire, were sort of developed. But Jedi, you knew exactly who they were, what mm-hmm. they were about. And, it, you know, I like the way it ended. I like a happy ending. Yeah. You know, um, and Jedi certainly had that. So. And then the prequels came along. <laughs> 
I actually the prequels aren't as horrible as I remember them to be. I, they do have see the thing about the prequels is is I, I there are a lot of good parts. Oh, like light good parts. Yes. A lot of good parts. They a lot went of good in with moments. a level ex, ex, a level of expectation. Yeah. that just couldn't be met. Yeah. Well, that's that whole global consciousness thing yeah. I was referring to ear, earlier, and I, I'm a victim of that when it came to the prequels. When they came out, I had an expectation level. And they could not meet that level, so therefore I, I wrote them off for the so most part. So are you, are you ready for a level of nerdness? I'm not sure if any of you, hopefully somebody will agree with me that they Go do with this. It. I ripped the audio off the movies and listened to it while I'm driving around. Nice. <laughs> so you know the movie. Uh-huh. You've all seen them a zillion times. So you, you can picture it. You know what's going on. What? But the acting in those movies, when you take the visual away, is so bad. Yeah. So bad. Um and the original, so the original three, you know, four, five, and six, mm-hmm. were, they are what they were. But one, two, and three, the overacting, yeah. the, I mean, Hayden, I loved his character, but man, that was rough. It was in some wooden. Parts. It was very wooden. Fix that script. Yes, yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the scenes between him and and Padme when they were quote unquote falling in love with yes. each other, it was the least believable romance yes. I've ever seen on film. But Rebels, the cartoon did a better version of yes. making them realistic characters that were in love and cared for each other yes. than the movie with actual human beings in it. Oh, it was terrible. Um, but they weren't... You know what? When I watch uh, Phantom Menace, I just zoom through the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. until the point that they're done with the pod racing. Yes. And then... Not a bad movie from that point on. If you skip the pod... Ra- yeah. Skip all you that. Mean, that makes sense. Right you go all the way up the past pod the pod race. Ra- yes. Now you're off and running. It's yeah, so that slow. works. That's how I did it watching it because Riker wanted to watch it one day a couple of years uh-huh. ago and... He's like watching, and he's like, "This is boring." Right. So therefore, I just started fast forwarding mm-hmm. to like. He goes, "What's the next battle scene?" <laughs> and go. then that. Have you ever watched them in the machete? Or have you heard of the machete order? I have, but what is it? Um, it basically cuts out one completely. Phantom Menace disappears. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and then it goes two. I can't remember as it was. Hold on. Oh, hang on. You bring that up. Yeah, real quick. Google that. <laughs> because they do it, and it's a really weird way of looking at it, uh, where it's like it starts with two, and then it goes to four, five, then three, then six. See, if I think straight, I've watched some chronological order that they would be in actual time, like yeah, one, two, three, so four, five, like, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. But I've never done the machete. <laughs> All right, so it goes four, five, oh, four, five, two, two three, three, six. six. All right, so basically what they do is they go for, they start off with a new hope right off the bat. The original is the original. Okay. Then they go to Empire Strikes Back, and then they're going to give you your flashback oh, that's, in two that's and three. Oh, kind of cool. So they, they give you two and three so you can see what was happening, and then they jump to Return of the Jedi and say, now this is how we're going to solve and we're going to bring well, it all together. Well, that lays down the whole father-son thing and mm-hmm. how Darth Vader became the bad guy. Right. I, that makes so it sense. preserves it preserves Luke, I am your father, as the shocker. Yeah. It says, um, episode one, Phantom Menace is noticeably absent. Um, very little Jar Jar, no annoying little Anakin, and the talk of the mitochondria midichlorians, and it uses the original trilogy as a framing story for the weaker prequels. So, this it, you is know, what those somebody really thought that through wow yeah i wish i could get paid for stuff like that i really yeah. do my um, god it was a blog post by rod hilton and this, it's, it's been around for a while yeah, i remember this that one much. was 2012 was yeah the but it, the, order. It, it's been around since like it, the concept's been around since like 10 or 11 at the very least so anyway but that that's that's a thing but it but yeah. it takes phantom menace and just dumps it in the bin right off the bat 
So Which, I loved Rogue One. Rogue One was a phenomenal. I love really enjoyed that. The, the yeah. big difference between those movies and anything that came previous was when they were in a ship and they were taking off or they were landing, whichever version it was, you know, that they were doing at that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks so real. Mm -hmm. The lighting coming in from outside, like if you were on an airplane coming through the clouds, the lighting, I mean, they nailed it. They made it look like they were actually in those vehicles that probably don't exist anywhere in a real form. If that's the one thing that Star Wars has consistently done at an amazing, solid level through all of its properties is the visual. Yeah. Is that that aspect of bringing you into the world? Here's our technology. It's every day. It's nothing fancy for us. This is what we do every day. This is right. our thing, and making you feel like you were a part of it through the visual context. So you can talk about the, how the story is constructed, acting, dialogue, whatever. That's all. You know, you can debate that until the cows come home, right, Ann? Are they home yet? Hey-o. No, they're not home yet. They're still, they're still out in the fields. Um, <laughs> but the visuals have been that consistency, like you were saying earlier. You know, from the original movie, they're they're cutting edge. They were there's nothing else like that at the point. Exactly, there was nothing. Look I mean, at not even Star Trek. Star could, Trek could do was that. what we were watching before, and it was literally a ship on a string. Yeah, going fring through the frame, and then George Lucas comes along and just uh, you know does he, that voodoo that he did. He changed the way that sci-fi was constructed. Yeah, period, and and uh, hands down, and that will never be argued with. You know, the fact that he can't write dialogue, well, debatable, but we'll. Yeah. But we're going to talk about his, his impact on the industry on the whole. Um, so do we want to carry on with Rise of Skywalker, what we thought about it? Well, I'm just looking here. I've um, Rise of Skywalker looks for um, a first uh, Star Wars Oscar win in nearly 40 years. I'm wondering if it's going to be like the Lord of the Rings effect. Lord of the Rings had this, this monumental epic three-movie uh, trilogy, and it went relatively unnoticed by the awards... They didn't want any Oscars? They, not yeah, they did. Or anything? No, Star not Wars has... 1984. Wow. John Williams has been nominated over and over and over and over and over again. Like 52 nominations or something like that? Yes. Yeah, I so can't remember exactly. A new it was ho- staggering. Uh, uh, wow. The All the films preceding Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, have earned a total of 34 past nominations, with 30 of one, 31 of them for movies of the Skywalker saga. Um, that no Star Wars film has won an Oscar, so it's actually for the film. Wow! But um, A New Hope won for score, sound mixing, visual effects, costume design. Okay. Nominated for three Oscars, Empire Strikes Back won for sound mixing as well as special achievement and visual effects. So I'm thinking they're looking at the actual the acting categories, the actual and the best picture, best picture. Yeah. I'm horrible with names, but the original sound editor is from Geneva. Oh, is he really? Um, there's a book. If you ever see this book sitting on the discount shelf at Borders, mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble, Borders is long gone. God rest mm-hmm. its soul. Um, <laughs> it had the little sound bar, and when you're reading through the books, like the laser, tip um, you're reading how they made the sound, mm-hmm. and then you punch in the number corresponding to the picture, plug your headphones in, and it plays the sounds for you, so Phenomenal. you can hear exactly what they're talking. Oh, that's about. so cool. So yeah, it looks like um, the. Uh, They've been nominated for things for Star for okay. the different Star Wars. They've had a nod in regards to nominations, but it says there's a 36 year Oscar drought for Star Wars. I don't know though. Is, is Rise of Skywalker Oscar worthy? It depends That's a on thing. it depends on what a they category pot- potentially would get. You know, visual visual effects is a, is a no brainer. Score oh. is probably a no brainer. But uh, but quality of the movie itself is that a best picture kind of a candidate? I don't think so. And acting, I mean, 
Yeah, because Force Awakens in 2015 were nominated for five Oscars in editing, original score, visual effects, and sound categories, mm-hmm. but they didn't get any of them. Best act, uh, you know, for acting, supporting acting, I would definitely give I- Oscar Isaac a nod because the Poe Dameron character is probably my favorite of yeah. <laughs> He was always so natural. How does I mean, he keep his, winning? His delivery, <laughs> his delivery was just always so just genuine, just so uh-huh. in earnest. Yeah, and you, you, there was no doubt about the character and and his and his uh, the chutzpah of the character itself. Now, I'm waiting for General Hawks. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on hold. Yeah, <laughs> you know, do you tall. think they nominate Carrie Fisher just because? I was yeah. wondering that. Yeah, just because. Just give her a nomination, just Last as a, as a nod. Yeah. I mean, Heath Ledger got one for the Joker, and admittedly. He won. You know, yeah. the Joker character, though, in The Dark Knight was... That was yeah. pretty amazing. Um, I feel bad, because Rose... You know, we were talking about Rose a moment ago. She really did get shafted in Rise did of Skywalker. Did she get edited out? What happened... And that yeah, was basically what like happened... they had more in the can. They, they wrote her into Carrie Fisher's scenes. Yeah. And then Carrie Fisher died. And they were like, now what do we do? And instead of... I, we, we, We'd have to rewrite the whole script. We did it. We did a podcast talking about what you know, armchair quarterbacking. What we would, what we would have done in their position. Yeah. Um, and and I think a rewrite was probably in order. It was definitely a challenge, but I mean, it's not like they didn't have the budget for it. Or hey, you know, you have to understand this is what's going on. But what happened is, I guess the story that I've heard is that Rose Rose's scenes were tied to Carrie Fisher, and when every all of the final products started coming together, and the CGI just wasn't there. You know, the the, the the editing and and getting Carrie Fisher's previous footage into the scene it was too it was just obviously not good right so they started cutting those scenes out and with it there goes Rose Tycho you know so uh, Kelly that's Meets a Ram. tough call yeah because you're tough. either reworking the entire movie right or just eliminating one character and I think have, they did the right thing if you were if you were in Kathleen Kennedy's position and you're the executive sorry producer, Rose. Sorry, she's the last one in. Yeah, you know, last one. If it comes down to preserving what footage you have for, from Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. to use as Leia, you have to use it. You can't not use her. I bet they do right by Rose at some point, though. And a future Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. I think they're going to create a story for her that will sort of redeem what the audience has thought of her so far. Or maybe a future yeah. uh, Disney Plus series. Yeah, in the know. Star Wars universe, you never know. The Adventures of Rose. Baby Rose, <laughs> <laughs> being being uh, you know you see Baby Rose being cradled by you know, by adolescent Yoda. Yeah, yeah, okay. It could be Rose and her sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah. There's yeah. a story yeah, yeah. there too. There is a story they there. Her, right. They never showed her. Right. Well, they did. Or they did. She, yes. yeah. she, she died. She died in the last bomber right. in yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in that in Last Jedi. She got the necklace back. Yeah. Right. Um. We because we had talked about way back in the day. Uh, we had talked about if you want to make what became the Rise of Skywalker, and have Princess Leia, General Leia, a presence, how do you do it? And I come up with the idea of recasting the part, and then we kind of brainstormed what actress would be suitable to come in into Carrie Fisher's shoes. Um, That's tough. We, you know, Meryl Streep came up. Yeah. You know. Uh, She's probably the only person who'd have the street cred as, a, as an actress to pull right, that off. Right. But then we jokingly came up with, uh, you know, who had the voice and the look and the size Stevie Nicks, mm-hmm. you know, so we, that was She's got that smoker's voice. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you look at it, the faces are almost the same. They, they could have been cousins. Candace Bergman. Candace Bergman would have been a good one, too. She'd Absolutely. be about the right age. I like that idea. And the other thing we talked about is aging Natalie Portman. Yeah, they could have CGI'd her. I don't know what you guys think about the whole Tarkin thing in Rogue One. 
I honestly, it was if I cool. didn't tell you that was a CGI, uh-huh. I don't think you would have noticed. It was I, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ketchup. No. Spoilers. You were that I like ketchup. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah, that was kind of cool. I mean, it, 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 when you see it for the well, <clears throat> most of Rogue One, eventually kind of like, there's a hint that this is right. there's some CGI going on here. Uh, it's pretty well done. It was really well done. And the actor who did the voice was so nearly perfect. Yes. I mean, you could really, he was channeling his inner, his, <clears throat> inner Tarkin. Are you okay? <laughs> Peter Cushing. I'm, I'm, all, I'm verklempt. Uh, what's that? Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, so that I thought that was really well done. And then they did the, the, the cameo of Carrie Fisher at the very end of Rogue One, the young Carrie Fisher. Yeah. That was very blatantly CG. That one didn't care for that one at all. It yeah. almost didn't even look like it. It really did. Um, and I don't think the version that they did in The Rise of Skywalker, where they uh, were out in the woods, where it's oh, her the and training Luke, scene. That didn't look like her either. It didn't no, look like either it one was, of them. Um, no. that was, was that uh, his, her daughter? Her daughter, Billy Lord. And um, and then they CGI'd the face. Yes, yeah, CGI'd so the face. So was that Billy Lord's face we saw? No, it no, was Carrie it was Fisher's face, face digitized onto Carrie Fisher's daughter. Gotcha. That's and um, they, I yeah. can't remember who took over uh, Mark Hamill's spot. It oh, was it's just stu- a stuntman. It, no, they said it was Luke something or hi Star Wars. Yeah, well, they could, see now you have a computer, you can look it up again. <laughs> We're getting our studio back together again. But it's amazing. just amazing to me that they could do so good with Tarkin and so bad with Leia. Yeah. And yeah. it was a split. It was what was that scene? Ten seconds at the end Tops. of Rogue One. Tops. Oh, but let's talk about that scene at the end of Rogue One. The gauntlet. So good. The, the Darth Vader gauntlet. Oh, where he comes out oh, just tearing through people. Oh, my God. That could be one of my favorite Star Wars scenes ever. That was, that was an that epic moment. That whole sequence right That there. was a total epic moment. Yeah. I, as soon as the, the lightsaber lit, you're like, oh. Going <laughs> down. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And there's this row, this cluster of rebel soldiers, and you feel bad because you know these poor sods are screwed. Yep. <laughs> they are so screwed. Now, has anybody seen, and Billy, have you seen the movie more, uh, Skywalker more than once? Yes. Okay. I've only seen it once. I saw it. It came out on the Thursday saw night. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. Is it still in theaters? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's still I, playing at Tinseltown as of today, which is Sunday. Uh-huh. But I don't know how much longer it is. I saw it two days after it came out. I saw it Saturday morning. And, okay. you know, now it's, what, February? So it's Groundhog Day mm-hmm. uh, as we record Allegedly this. early spring. Yeah. Oh, we're getting oh, yeah, early spring? Yeah, uh-huh. that's... It's the snowiest uh, city it's in the Rochester, country. New York. Yeah. Rochester, so, New York, the snowiest, the snowiest, snowiest city. I'm gonna. Can you edit that out, Dan? The thank snowiest you. city. No, we're not gonna. <laughs> no editing. So, Damn. My brain is trying t- now to remember two months ago mm-hmm. to when I saw Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it has been and, a little while since it came out now. And I want to see it again. Yeah, just this discussion. I got to go back and watch this again because mm-hmm. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts just to try and remind myself of things mm-hmm. and like little. Things that I even may have missed during while I was watching it. I just want to go back because I literally I bought my tickets the night before, right. and there was two seats left right in the middle of the theater, which is crazy. Perfect. Oh my gosh. So and it was nine thirty Saturday morning. So uh-huh. as soon as I got up, we went to the movies and we went to breakfast. That's great. I was shocked. I saw yeah. opening night Henrietta okay. Regal Cinemas. I went online that morning, not thinking I'd be able to find a ticket. Uh huh. No problem. And I got there, walked in. The, the what's the group? The five hundred first. Well, five hundred first. Five hundred first was there. Yeah, so Nikki. I was like, okay, this is a big deal. There's tons of people here. Walked into the theater. It was maybe half full. Wow. Um, opening night, and I don't know if it's just because they had it on so many screens that maybe I was in the one theater that wasn't completely filled up. But I was shocked that there was an empty seat 
I think you were seeing anywhere. three factors in that. One, I think the obvious was that people thought, well, I'm not going to bother opening weekend because the entire planet's going to go out right. and see it. Because I, I was that one was, of them. Until that was one of my men- that was part of my mentality. Is I'm not going to worry about opening night or night two because everybody on the planet's going to go see. It. I'm not going to get a good seat, so right. I don't worry about something like that. I'm wondering if like a mass kind of everybody was assuming at the same time. Could be. So they stayed away. Um, two, I, I, I'm wondering how much of that toxicity we were talking about. At that, well, the movie's going to suck. I'll, I'm not really worried about going to see it because it's going to be a terrible movie. By everybody the way, said so. All those people who said I'm not going to go see it, uh-huh. you're all liars. You all saw it. They all saw it. You all Absolutely, saw it. One hundred percent. Hey, there's a, there's my buddy who's uh, who's overseas in Europe, Brendan Tugood. By the way, Brendan, you're still a moron. Moving on. <laughs> really? I forgot where he came up one time, but he, we, were, we were talking about, I think it was when we were talking about toxicity and nerd culture. Okay. And he had made several posts on Twitter speaking out against something Star Wars and, you know, just ripping people apart and whatnot. So I, it just became my mantra for a little while, Brendan, too good. You're a moron. <laughs> and I'm going to hold to that probably for a long time to come just because that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So, But I had to get that out there. Anyway, moving well, on. I can't. Um, I think what they did is they um, took you know, Mark Hamill in the training did, scene. Weren't they using the same hats as they were doing the Jedi? They chase used scene? they used the Return of the Jedi footage. Okay. In order to do the, the training, training scene in Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Where you see Leia actually lightsaber battling. Yeah, that but was cool. I thought that was kind of neat. Cool. That was a great tip. I mean, it's about time somebody explained the fact that yes, the other Skywalker got what? a little got a little Jedi, Jedi loving too. So it's about time. You know, instead of just you know floating Leia in the in the Last Jedi. Oh, let's see. Suddenly she's flying. How? Why, what's going on here? There's no explanation. Well, she's supposed to be strong. Wow, well, that may yeah. be the dumbest Star Wars scene. I as I much wanted the Jar Jar. Yeah. That was the yeah. weirdest. Which one? Where she was blown out of the ship and then she floated back. Floated well, back. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, is, <laughs> it, but it leads this now. Um, talks about her Jedi training right. that allowed her mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Uh, her Mary Poppins. Yes. Type Mary, Mary Poppins, y'all. I can't remember the name of it. Yes. Mary Poppins coming back. Uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> so. Sorry, I went Marvel Universe there for a second. It's all right. Um, let's, let's talk about the future. What, what would you like to see, Billy? What would, what would be... Where where would the Star Wars universe go? Where what storyline would they should they be looking? I at? would love to see them do something with Poe. Okay, but again, I'm not sure if they're done with this whole group of people. Mm-hmm. If they are done with this whole group of people, I hate the thought of having to start over completely from ground zero and get used to brand new characters mm-hmm. like the Mandalorian, which Billy hasn't seen yet. I'm oh, shocked. I haven't seen it yet either. Shocked. Who are you people? Anyway, <laughs> I, I was waiting for the whole series to release the season to drop. They're and all it's there. now there. They're so. all yeah. there. But it was so well done. Yeah. And the Mandalorian, we didn't know who that was. Mm-hmm. It's not Boba Fett. It's not any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give anything away about that because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. It's Jar Jar. But there were some. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. The helmet comes off and the little ears pop out. He's um, thinking this is the way. <laughs> But I, you know, they started from scratch, but there was enough familiar stuff around them to make it familiar. And Star Wars, there were stormtroopers in there, yeah. and there was lightsabers in there, and there was the things that you were expecting to see. Some of them showed up. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm gonna struggle with this. Oh, it's an American boy. space western. I don't like westerns. You like You'll Firefly? Like oh, you Firefly like I did, is a but I don't like. Okay, let me rephrase it. I don't like spaghetti westerns. 
I I think the Mandalorian. Like well, then have, a, have like tacos spaghetti. and hamburgers instead of spaghetti. Something, but I was like, oh come on. It's not that. It's not that westerny. Okay. It's better than the last couple of movies. Yes, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And if you want to binge them all back to back to back, I also like the fact that we couldn't binge them. So what ended up happening was we yeah. would watch it Friday night, and there was two nerds at work, and we're all texting back. We would start at the same time. Uh-huh. We're texting back and forth with each other. It gave us something to talk about yeah. around the water cooler, where if they just dropped them all at the same time and everybody just binged them, but I didn't binge it, mm-hmm. or maybe you got halfway through it, mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, I don't want to give anything away, and you're not going to talk about it. It, right. Was, right. it gave you a reason to talk about Star Wars. A lot of the streaming services are starting to do that. I liked it. Yeah. I preferred it. Like um, CBS All Access, is Picard is coming out right. one episode at a time, and, and I know there are other shows that I've watched where it's been coming out one episode well, at a time. Well, that also stops people from ordering it for a month. And then disappear. Watching it all and then cancel it. Yeah, so there's there's a business aspect to it. Right. But I also like the practical aspect that it keeps you coming back. But it also gives you a chance to stop and think about what you just watched. Mm-hmm. See, I, I almost wish, though, like a week is almost too long. Yeah. I wish it was like every three days, just so I can remember what happened <laughs> in the previous episode. That's what it says on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Or oh, is there a... They do well, that. I don't know if it's on the Mandalorian, but that. I know that on certain, yeah. like, when I was talking. Yeah. I mean, that that's why, like, 24 was one of my favorite shows okay. back when that was on. And they always had previously on 24. Mm-hmm. And then they catch you up and almost sort of highlight the plot points that, you know, from the previous episodes that were going to be featured on that night's episode. They so. actually did a good job of, if you started at episode 5. They would get you caught up to speed oh, in the good. first 30 seconds. Like, you could not watch the first four episodes mm-hmm. and pick it up and be like, okay, I know what's going on. This is with 24? No, with, or, with no, the Mandalorian. 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 They okay. just encapsulated it, yeah. and each week it changed a little bit. But um, I think they did a good job of doing that. And okay. I think anybody who's, like, a serious Star Wars fan is going to watch every second of all of them. The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Right up to the, uh, the big shocker at the end, where it's like, what? There was a lot of shockers in there. Yeah, that that's that series finale for uh, or season finale uh, for uh, I, I keep remembering. I keep addressing things like British TV does. <laughs> series season, same thing. Um, you know that season finale in Mandalorian is like that's a cliffhanger. Wow. Yes. Now the person who was watching with me at the time, she sitting next to me. She had no clue what that represented, so I had to explain it to her, and she's like, "Oh, that sounds interesting. Right. Yeah, okay." And all the cameos. Did you know all the cameos? Some of the st- the stormtroopers. I caught a few of them. I, again, don't want to give it away for you guys. But Some I know Jason's, major effing stars yeah. ended up under those helmets, and yeah. I was like, you hear the voice, you go, is no. Well, just the way that they behaved in that one scene. Yes, you know that's like that was totally him. Yeah, exactly, totally. exactly. Yep. Now, my favorite stormtrooper cameo is from Last Jedi. Uh, D- Daniel Craig. Oh, really? Was the one stormtrooper <laughs> that Ray convinces to leave the weapon, unlock the door, and you know, and let that her out. That was Daniel Craig. That was Daniel I Craig. Didn't know James, that. That was James Bond, man. <laughs> uh, there's been a bunch of them. Yeah. Who's, who's the redheaded singer guy? Ed, oh, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran was oh, the one. Yeah. Yeah, Billy doesn't. Kevin Smith is my favorite guy Love in the Kevin world, Smith. and yeah. he was one of the stormtroopers. I didn't in, know that either. Uh, and uh, not surprise the Skywalker, the one before that. Last uh, Jedi. Last Jedi. How yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just that's your best way to get a cheap cameo. Yeah. Right. It's just sticking. Well, in the could helmet. you imagine? I mean, if you grew up watching that stuff. Oh yeah. And you happened. I don't know. Maybe he knew Rain. Maybe he knew the producer or something. I don't know mm-hmm. how they ended up with those roles. But they ended up with those roles. And how cool would that be to be an actor that grew up with this stuff? And even if you're only on set for a day to right. do this one scene, to just put on that armor 
and hear action and then cut and then you go home and you're like, man, I was just in a Star I'm Wars I'm in a Star movie. Wars movie, man. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. I, I remember just, it, you know, fading back to the beginning of the conversation. I remember watching the first one, New Hope, over and over and yeah. over again and never being bored by it, never being irritated with it, just always just being in the moment feeling like you're in the trench with Luke on that final run, you know, right. just always being involved in it and wanting to be a part of it. Um, you know, just the, the lightsaber battles and everything, just wanting to be a part of it. So to have that opportunity, even if it's just that little brief second, that's that. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. All right. So more Poe going forward, more Poe. I'd definitely be down for Poe. Uh-huh. Uh, if we had, I don't know if we had new characters, it's hard to say what you would do with new characters because, I mean, the sky's the limit with that. I would be interested to see what Ray did with the Force wielders of the future. Yeah. And, you know, if, I don't know if you can really call them Jedi at that point. You, does she is she going to tra- create a whole new philosophy of it? Could be. You know, that would be the story that I would be interested to see where that was that facet is going to go. Some of the uh, Rebels characters. Um, mm-hmm. Who was the Padawan? Is it uh, Ezra Bridger. Asaka. Asaka. Oh, from uh, from Clone Wars was from Clone Wars. Um, she, they put a book out with her uh-huh. that was really well done. Yeah. And I think you could do a lot with her because she was close with Anakin. Yeah. So having all of that to deal with, I mean, but again, you're going back in there. The, the only issue I really had with all of them was they seemed to rehash the story over and over. And George Lucas had this thing called Echoes, where he wanted to see Echoes from his previous movies in the next movie. So mm-hmm. that's why you had the father-son thing right. and the grandfather-granddaughter thing. It's like, Every series of movies, you could see these echoes happening. And, you know, when they came out, well, we're, we've already said spoilers. spoilers. So when it turns out that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Right. I sit there going, have really? we not been down this road like three times already? Yeah. Come on, guys. But okay, it is what it is. And yeah. Well, I'm glad she wasn't a Skywalker, though. Yeah. Or, or, you know, because then basically the only way you would save the universe is, or save the galaxy would be the heroes if you were a Skywalker. Right. You know, this is spread it out. Now we're seeing the lineage of, of the evil is what's happening. She's the one who's balancing everything. Right. She's the one who's bringing everything to right. So that I thought that was a nice little tip of the hat at the very the, least. The uh, Obi-Wan character, um, there was talk of a movie. Now they're making the Disney show. Yeah. And Or are they? They Well, they are. They're just on hold. Apparently okay. they had to rework some scripts or something something mm-hmm. like that. But where are they going with that? Like if, if they had his life on Tatooine from mm-hmm. the time he went into exile right. until the time he popped up to save Luke, mm-hmm. there's some stuff they could do there Yeah, where maybe he protected him and nobody knew. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of um, secret agent kind of stuff they could do with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to see. And, and I don't know. If they're done with that universe, I, I don't know where they're going to go with it. I think that. they need Poe and Finn just because I want more BB-8 too. Yeah. 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 He is a cool droid. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. Oh, I have a pop socket on the back of my phone. <laughs> so, I mean, but when you create over 42 years this huge, rich universe. You can't just walk away from you, all of you that. You can't. There's got to be something. There's more yeah. story to tell somewhere. You know, yeah. so we would be interested to see what would Phasma. happen. Phasma. I'd love mm. to see a Phasma movie. That'd She's pretty badass. Yeah. That would be cool. That was a great character. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That would be a lot of fun to watch just to see. Different takes. Um, I would. Uh, it would be interesting to see a movie from the Empire side of things. Like, the Empire's not just being rude and mean and evil. They're trying to bring order to the galaxy. And look at these right. rebels. Are, you know, to look at it from, you know, from their side. See how they would see it. They, they, tr- they did that a little bit with Finn. 
I mean, true. That that was his. He was just a guy mm-hmm. in a situation that he wasn't happy with. Mm-hmm. So if we find out, and th- think about was it Clerks or Clerks Two where they got into a discussion about the guys that are the contractors on the Death Star, and all clerks. of a sudden they just get blown <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. You don't think a stormtrooper knows how to install a toilet main, right? That's the whole stormtrooper and a toilet main line, yeah. (laughs) That's good. So there's a lot of stuff to do. And here's the thing is we we have this wonderful venue that we'll be able to continue talking about it. And we'll armchair the quarterback the hell out of it. Um, Mandalorian Season 2 has already been approved, so they're, they're working on it. Uh, and I'm, you know, you, it's interesting you brought up Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano because I heard something the other day, and I'm just going to take a moment to look that up now that I'm thinking about it. And by the way, while you're looking that up, they could make so many of the books into movies. The Tarkin book, mm-hmm. where they went back and explained his whole backstory and how he got to where he is and how his father, again, they went to the father thing, how his father was kind of a badass and was like, you know, you got to make it on your own. They, they put him through a trial in the book. And he had to go out and learn how to survive in the wild by himself. And that sort of led to his hardness and coldness of where he is in life. Yeah. Um, we know that other movies are in the works. Uh, MCU overlord Kevin Feige is, has been tagged to produce and oversee one. Uh, and then there's been a couple of other. Well, did Ryan Johnson have a trilogy that he was working on or not anymore? Did he walk away from it? We don't know. That's all working out right now. But, but there know, is another trilogy. There's in the another works. trilogy in the works somewhere. Here's and this is what this is what I just looked it up. This was a couple of months ago. Uh, Kevin Feige, in his Star Wars movie, is thinking about bringing Ashoka back, and he's also looking at Brie Larson to play her. That'd be cool. So there's your that Captain Marvel. Cool. Your Captain Marvel as your favorite Jedi wow. Padawan, your fallen Padawan. <laughs> so it should be interesting. There's there's so many stories to tell. Yeah, I think that's that's the brilliance of Star Wars, and this has been the case even from when there was only one trilogy. One trilogy and a ton of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always been a story to tell. I, I, as a gamer, you know, played D and D all my life. I, I got to play the Star Wars role playing game for a while. So I got to be a Jedi. I got to be a scoundrel. I got to be a soldier. I got to you know, see make your own story. The, the universe that was created by George Lucas's imagination is so deep, so rich, and so expansive that there's so much stuff out there to do. I think that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, that's, I think it's what's always been a draw. Even when the movie hasn't been as great, it's still a draw. It's amazing that he had a lot of this mapped out before the first movie ever happened. Yeah. Like, he didn't have funding for any of this, but he had this whole world sort of sketched out in a book. Mm -hmm. And it came to life through the films. The Journal of the Wills. It's pretty close to what he originally laid out. Yeah. Well, the last trilogy kind of went gonzo off of of his plan. That wasn't all him. Yeah, he gave it up. That's, you know, when when you step away, this is what's going to happen. So he's going to take your vision. And if they don't know your secrets... Right. They're going to go wander off in a different direction. Yeah. So um, so that's good. That's fun. I think we're in a good spot here. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of upcoming events. Uh, and then we have our question of the week. April 18th, we have FLXCon, the Picker Lake Comic Convention. It is April 18th at the Quality Inn of Waterloo from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Adults are $10. Kids 12 to 17 or 7, and children 11 and under are free. 
course, we're going to have comics, toys, games, collectibles, lots of other fun stuff, some panels, and we still have vendor spots available. So you can uh, check it out on the FC3 Facebook page, or you can send one of us an email on Ann at FC3ROC.org. And with, and with an e. e. Oh, yeah, we always forget that part. Yeah. And, of course, we have our FC3 2020 coming up. Woo! At the TSC Sports Ex- Total Sports Experience, TSC and Gates. 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 And it's May 30th and 31st. Woohoo! We do have uh, lots of exciting stuff coming. Um, who are our two guests, Tanya? Our two guests are Red Power Ranger Jason Font, Font and uh, WWE... WWE superstar He's, Mick Foley. Yeah, I was no say, way. Yeah. Did you wow. not know? I didn't know that. Oh. He's randomly. What? What is his connection here? Does he have? He has friends here. here yeah. Because he randomly will pop up and like in my Twitter feed, I follow a lot of Rochester people. There'll be a picture of him at like Vision Ford or something. Yeah. I'm like what? Where, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, McFoley. He's played many characters, but he's oh. and he's just. In, I just watched a movie this past uh, a couple days ago called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Highly recommend it. It's a really good movie. And Mick Foley like has the Maltese Falcon. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a, a a kid with Down syndrome. Oh, okay. Uh, totally different movie then. Uh, on an adventure with a drifter played by Shia LaBeouf, and hmm. it's a sweet, funny. Hmm movie and i recommend the peanut butter falcon but now back to your uh, events i'm sorry <laughs> are we doing a, a, a movie recommendation when we jump in maybe a sure. book recommendation yeah, every not? so often <laughs> so okay. the, the, mick foley's in the movie and oh, okay. uh, and there's your relate oh okay and there's he's the at connection. fc3 <laughs> so you should also check out our fc3 facebook page watch uh our weekly updates we hold a weekly I buy weekly game night at the 585 Rocket Burger Bar. We're not sure when the next one's going to be, if we're going to, because we're not, I'm not going to plan it on that Wednesday for that networking single, yeah, singles yeah, networking night. Even though time. you're going to, like, oh, let's people watch. We no. really need to go and people watch the single mingle, man. It's only ages like 35 and up. It's got to be interesting. Gotta be. Is this a gaming night? It Singles was, gaming night? No, no, no. Okay, we, we I was gonna have, say there'd be like a forty to one dude to chick ratio. <laughs> <in there>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we host a um, game night at the five eight five Rock and Burger Bar. Um, we just had one on February fifth. Even though we're recording on yeah. February second, yeah. we're gonna do adult game it's night. It's happening on again. Yeah, <laughs> February fifth. But then if we did one in a couple weeks, like we would normally do. It would land on the um, singles networking night event that is being held at the 585. That would be some people watching. So I'm just, it was like kind of like the game night that we tried to do when it was Nurses Night Out. It's just, it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, watch Monday nights, our Facebook page for our lovely Chris Frank and his uh, guest of whoever it is that week for Nerd World News. Oh. Well, last week it was Juno. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago it was me when I had the day off. But so I'm going to switch out so that Chris can come back. Nap time? It's getting onto that time of the show. I like nap time. Talk about our question of the week. I know you seem to be a little. Uh... Anne's got a card. A little shorter. Okay. The question of the week: What does Star Wars mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to. That's philosophical. 
You married somebody. Yeah. Well, the last time I was in costume, I married somebody. But no, I actually officiated the ceremony, not didn't like get married myself. Married that once. Um, what does Star Wars mean to me? To us. Wow. To each one of us. I wish we would have had that prep during the break. So. She asked us when we showed up, do you want to know what the question is? And I said no. People, people said no. Oh. I thought it was going to be like, what's your favorite character? <laughs> what's, um, I was going to say something. What I does Star Wars mean to me? To myself. Um, I kind of like, I, I, I'm going to, I don't want to pass the buck. I'm going to hit it at this point. So what does it mean to me? I, I kind of touched about it before we went on break. It's the, the boundless imagination. And it just the because the universe is so deep, so broad, uh, with so many components to it. It's not just rebels versus empire. There's the smugglers. There's the everyday folk. There's the normal people who just want to live their life like we have in in this day and age, right? There's the Jedi. There's the Smith. The Smith. The Sith. Uh, Could be Smith. And the Jones. Mister Anderson. I see you have Keeping a green lightsaber. Anyway, maybe. <laughs> Darth Smith. Anyway, um, there's a there's a cosplay mashup. Um, you know, I think just the, the whole expansiveness of it, uh, that that level of of possibility, uh, that there's always going to be something for you to create within this canvas. That's what it means to me. I'm gonna go next because I have a different take on it. Okay, I, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh, Billy and myself are similar ages, but I'm still a little older. Mm -hmm. And when Star Wars came out, it was in an age where there were only three TV channels. Four <laughs> if you count PBS. Right. Yeah. The UHF didn't even exist. We had Channel 21, 8, 10, and 13. And so our entertainment was uh, locked into the network shows. And on Saturdays and Sundays, mm -hmm. you could come across some old movies. And I, I've always liked old movies, comedies, science fictions, monster movies, all that stuff. And when Star Wars came out, uh, and I tie Star Wars sort of into the same type of film as Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. And to me, both Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark are homages to the old movies that I grew up watching on TV on Saturday. Gotcha. Uh, old science fiction and adventure movies. And so, to me, Star Wars is almost proof that entertainment is cyclical. Mm -hmm. it, everyone says, you know, and I've always been a music guy. People listen to me on the radio, always say, well, there's no good, good new music. It's all, all, no, there's always good stuff if you look for it. Right. Someone's always making good stuff. George Lucas made an old movie. Mm-hmm. In a modern text. In a modern time. And he recreated what could be done mm -hmm. with the old movies. I mean, sure, I liked, you know, Earth versus the Flying Saucer or whatever. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Exactly. But George Lucas did something. He said, I like these old movies. Steven Spielberg did similar things. Mm -hmm. And he made a movie his own. A, a movie that has stood the test of time 40 years. Mm -hmm. So... 40 years ago, he made a movie that could have been made with less technology 30 years before that. And to me, it, it represents fun, and it represents sort of the cyclical nature of entertainment. All right. That's cool. I like that. 
I just watched uh, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein last night. <laughs> There's and classic. And he still yeah. laughed, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Billy? I would say escape. Okay. Um, we live in a very crazy world right now. Oh, yeah, we do. And not even talking politics, everything. Every, I mean, the internet, social media. I do that at work. Mm-hmm. And it is so toxic. Yeah. It is so toxic. I know that when I turn all that off, I can pick up a book. I can start streaming a movie, and I'm going to love what I see, and it's going to make me feel like a kid again. Okay. Again, it all goes back to that. Man, I can still remember my mom driving me to the theater when I was seven years old. That's what an impact it had. Yeah, absolutely. The gold station wagon with the seats that face backwards. Oh, you got one of those? Those are the best. Phenomenal, man. So, see, But it gives you that feeling. And even though the movies have moved on with technology and how they present things, it's still kind of the same basic story Mm -hmm. from movie to movie. And the comic books, I still read the comic books. Um, I still read the books. And there's just a whole universe out there ready to be explored. Mm -hmm. And I'm already plugged into it. So when I finish one book, I already got another one lined up ready to go. Nice. And it's it's escape. The world can be as crazy as it wants. And, and you I can figure, fall into this world and be happy. You figure back then, the Star Wars traveled word of mouth, yeah. mostly. Yeah. And yeah. What, you didn't have the internet back right. then. You didn't have 172 cable channels. You had the great You mind. had your best friends. Yeah. Who told you about this movie they saw. Uh-huh. And then they played with action figures and you became part of the universe. Yeah. And, and then you st- after uh, Empire Strikes Back, you stuck Han. And a cup of water and stuck it in the freezer. <laughs> or was that just me? That was, that you. was just you. Okay. Apparently. Wow, now I got to try that. <laughs> now, uh, Billy, has there been any of the novelizations, any of the books that you've reread over and over again? I haven't reread only because there's so much. And, and you asked when I walked in, what else am I into? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, there's Harry Potter. Okay. Does that count as being? Oh, yeah, that's okay. a fandom. That's so a fandom. I'm into that. But other than that, it's all Star Wars. And. And for a while, I started to read some of the other like Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. and there's so much Star Wars stuff out there that I end up seeing the new books that are coming out. I'm like, oh, I really want to read that, but I don't have time because I'm doing all this other stuff. So yeah. there was a point a couple of years ago where I was just like, you know what? I'm all in on Star Wars. Gotcha. So, you know, whether it's the comic books, the movies, the TV shows, all uh-huh. that stuff, if I have downtime, I'm probably reading a book that has to do with Star Wars. Maybe it's the creation of it, the okay. technical stuff behind it. Uh-huh. Um, I think uh, Anthony Daniels, didn't he just do like an autobiography? I believe so, yes. Or it's coming out. Yeah. I I think it's coming out. I'll probably end up reading that. Um, The Carrie Fisher book was Mm -hmm. pretty cool. And, you know, as these guys get older, they're starting to kind of spill the beans on what happened while they were on the set. And that's always fun to see because we know the movies inside and out. But when you hear stories like Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher were hooking up, it's like, what? Yeah. What? What? You knew that, right? Okay. You had a look on your face. I'm like, how did you Spoiler. not know that? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a big thing that was going on. They, they, they were like, they were catching up with each other towards the tail end of the first movie, and then all throughout the second movie, they were like little hiding she away was with each other. Like 19, and he was 30 something. something. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. With a wife and kids at home. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Tanya. Yes. You get to close up the shop this time. Usually I'm the one ending the, the question of the week discussion. Go ahead, tell me what Star Wars means to you. Um, I'm going to have to jump on with what Billy said. Um, mm-hmm. That is definitely a thing of escape. Um, just I could turn on one of the movies or um, just see something and just check my brain at the door and just fall into that world and tune everything else mm-hmm. out. Um, I think 
initially I fell in love with Star Wars back when I was in third grade, watched the movies. Um, at that time, my hair was long enough that I could do... You did the buns? I did have the, cinnam- the, the cinnamon <laughs> buns, yeah. The um, Princess Leia buns for Halloween for that, that third grade year. My hair was long enough. My mom would braid it and then put it up, and I was Leia that year. And just to like fall into the characters and become part of it. Uh-huh. It's just like because I just picture myself as as one of the characters and, and just fall into it. And I think that's what usually happens to me with most movies. Is I check my brain at the door and I just fall right just into enjoy the movie it. and just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So and if you don't like something, just go. Hey, well, that wasn't that good. Move like, on. I mean, there's parts that I don't like and there's parts uh-huh. that I love. And, yeah. So. Um, we did a Star Wars movie festival when I was in college, my senior year, when I was at Brockport in the dorms and the RD uh, who was my boss uh, in the, in the building uh, unbeknownst to any of us went and raided the dining hall before the uh, uh, event began. So he comes walking out to get the movie started and he had taken a wire coat hanger, jammed it into two cinnamon buns and strapped him to his head and comes <laughs> walking in. And now wow. let's, let's <laughs> add the fact this is an African American gentleman with a full, you know, full beard. <laughs> and he does that. We were, we were dying. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. It was it was perfect. But you know that's everybody knew exactly the reference. Mm-hmm. We were all on the same page. We all knew why he did it. We all loved it, and, and then moved on. And then I kept, halfway through the movie, I realized he was actually eating the cinnamon buns, which is <laughs> very strange. That were already on his head. That were already on his head. But there, hey, they're available there snacks. Is. There is available <laughs> snacks. That's great. So that's that's good. That's an episode. That's and and we're done for that for now. So um, I'm gonna. Say that's thank you. This is a blast. Thanks for. I never get to go deep into Star Wars. Uh huh. Well, you know, and we kind of like there's there's the universe is so rich. Yes, we skirted over a lot of it. Yeah. So I think whenever we're gonna we're gonna talk more than Star Wars, we'll talk Harry Potter, we'll talk a lot of other things. You're always welcome to join us. Love to come back. This is a lot of fun. Thank you for the invite. You are very welcome. It was great having you with us. Uh, So for Billy and for Billy and for Tanya and for Ann and for Dan and for myself. Wow, this that's has a mouthful. Been, I tell you, I got it though, didn't I? First you try, <laughs> first try, and, and then, then someone interrupted him, and then somebody interrupted it usually the happens. <laughs> but that's okay because Dan is trying to figure out right now where he's going to start the closing music, and it's going to be right about here when I say it, <laughs> and and then I'm going to say this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you May 30th to 31st of 2020 at the Total Sports Experience in Gates. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. Everybody have a great week, be good to each other, and we'll see you soon. Bye!